0: Father, that is the anthem of praise in our hearts this very day. We stand forgiven at the cross. Thank you, thank you, thank you for sending us a Savior. Thank you for the pain and the suffering Jesus went through on our account. We thank You that that cross is not the end of the story. We thank You, God, that through Your power, Jesus Christ rose from the dead. And because of that, we have hope. Thank You. So God, I pray this morning that You would receive these songs of praise From humble hearts, from hearts that have been washed by the blood of the Lamb, I pray now that you would bless our short time in the Word as we talk of practical details of body life this morning. I pray that our hearts would be excited about what you're doing here at Crosspoint Community Church and in this community and around the world. I want to thank you, God, for the wonderful privilege it is of gathering together with a body of believers today here in this location and lastly father i pray as your work of grace the gospel of jesus christ is spread throughout the whole world there are those even in countries we are not familiar with but today especially in this country of afghanistan we know that there are believers that have been martyred for the name of jesus christ The church has been scattered, but we understand that the blood of the martyrs is the seed of the gospel. Through this, your gospel of grace will shine. And so we pray for these believers right now. Bless our time together today, we pray, in Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Thank you. Music team for guiding us so skillfully today. Some newer members, one particular, thank you Nikio, for stepping in this morning and playing so well. I want to invite you this morning to take your Bibles and turn to Ephesians chapter 4. You will see this on the handout that you've been given in your bulletin this morning. This morning will not be a long study of scripture, I want to touch on a passage of scripture and then spend more time on the application of this and what this looks like for those of us here at Crosspoint Community Church and what God is doing in our hearts. But as you're finalizing that turn uh, to Ephesians chapter 4, whether on your device or in your Bible there, again I would just say thank you for those who have been praying for our family this week and then I would invite you, as Griff said, This Saturday at 1 o'clock will be a celebration of life. Um, There will be many people that will gather in this auditorium to thank God for a man that was used to bring them into an understanding of the Scripture, of the Gospel, to bring them into a knowledge of saving faith in Jesus Christ. So we will gather here. It's hard to tell how many will be in this auditorium. There will be overflow if necessary. But I would encourage you, if if your life has been touched by Pastor Royal Blue, that this would be a time you might consider coming on on Saturday at 1 to celebrate his life. There are different speakers that are coming from around the country to participate in this event, and it will be a great time. Family is coming in, and we we will be here this Saturday, 1 p.m., to celebrate what God has done through this man by his amazing grace. There will be a viewing, as Griff mentioned, from 10 to 12.30, 12.45. The casket will be closed at 12.45 if you would come in and observe if you'd like and then head your way, but the service will start at 1 p.m. So this, obviously, this morning is not Romans. Romans. <laughs> We're going to take a bit of a break this morning in Romans, and we're going to spend some time. It is Body Life Sunday, uh, so every fifth Sunday of the month, which happens four times a year, we spend times and just talk shop. We talk about what God's doing in the body. We'll take different passages of Scripture that really help us to dial in on our responsibility as a body of Christ to each other, and we'll just examine them. Today, we're going to simply look at a uh, couple verses, primarily two verses, but Ephesians chapter 4, 11-16. When we talk about body life, we're obviously talking about this metaphor, the body of Christ. In the scriptures, in 1 Corinthians 12, and Romans 12, it talks about the body of Christ, the arms, the hands, the feet, all of these things that make the church happen. This is a beautiful metaphor, because this is not an island. I mean, this is not a certain group of people, all elbows or all hands doing the body of Christ. This is all of us working together, and clearly in the Scripture, who is our head? Our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Our entire function is to prove our devotion to the one who saved our souls, Jesus Christ. So this morning, we're going to start, and if you would look with me in your Bibles at Ephesians chapter 4, I'll just read through verses 11 through 16 and then we'll just make some mention, especially in verses 11 and 12 this morning. Ephesians 4.11 says this, And he, referring to Christ, gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds and teachers, or shepherd-teachers, to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for the building up of the body of Christ. Until we attain to the unity of the faith, and the knowledge of the Son of God to mature manhood to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ so that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human deceitfulness or cunning, by craftiness and deceitful schemes, or rather speaking the truth in love. I mean, we think about Paul explaining, and this, what is this passage about? This is about Paul writing to this church, obviously, this letter to this church, lifting high the cross of Jesus Christ, the person and work of Jesus Christ. But to this church in Ephesus, he's writing this letter and he's writing this being in prison. This is great. A heart that overflows with joy and passion, even in the bonds of prison. And Paul writes to this church in Ephesus. This is a church, if you go through the history of the church in Acts, you're going to find Acts 18:19. you're going to find a lot talked about with the church of Ephesus. It's wonderful. But as you go and you, and you kind of analyze the history of the church of Ephesus, this is a church that was near and dear to the heart of the Apostle Paul. In fact, as you go through the timeline of the Apostle Paul, he would have personally spent three years with this church in Ephesus, guiding them, Guiding them through the details of what it meant to be a follower of Jesus Christ. And then after that, he left his son in the ministry, Timothy, there for another year and a half. So we're talking about going on five years of very personal, invested interest in this church, Ephesus. And now he writes, just two years before he writes his closing letter to Timothy. Uh, around AD 62, he writes to Timothy, and we're going to find a little bit of comparison here between his letter and Ephesians and the letter to Timothy, 1st 2nd Timothy. But he writes to continue to guide this church. The first three chapters, I know many of you know this, the first three chapters of Ephesians is very doctrinally driven. Get your doctrine right, Paul is saying. Get the gospel right. The gospel is what, not what you feel it should be. The gospel is what God says it will be, as we've talked about in Romans. And then from the first three chapters, he transitions into the next three chapters of Ephesians. And the next three chapters, 4, 5, and 6, are very practical admonitions based on the first three. It's a wonderful, uh, it's a wonderful flow of doctrine into practice in Ephesians. But starting into chapter four, as he transitions from this deep doctrine into this practical life theology, he talks about what's to happen here. And I love this. Why? Because we are not meant to live our Christian life on an island. My friends, my brothers and sisters in Christ, we need this. The church of the living God. God. I praise God for the body of Christ. I praise God for my brothers, my sisters. I praise God for what happened last week. I will not talk of it too deeply because I, I won't make it through it, but to come here on Sunday morning, mornings, so thrilled to be able to worship with my brothers and sisters in Christ and then to get the call and say, you need to get to the hospital right now to step into this room over here to pray with my brothers and sisters in Christ who are about to lead worship and then my brother in Christ, Matt, preaching the word of God last Sunday to watch later online about how the word was so adequately presented. This week to feel the support of my brothers and sisters in Christ. I don't know how I would have gotten through this week without you guys. God used you in my life and my family's life. We are not meant to live our Christian lives on an island. We need each other. And Paul clearly talks of that as he transitions from this doctrinal point of Ephesians into the very practical aspects of Ephesians. And he talks about the responsibility of pastor teachers and what we are to do to guide the body. Paul is genuinely concerned about two aspects of this church. The first aspects, he's genuinely concerned that the leaders lead well. Do your job. And flowing from that, he's genuinely concerned that the body of Christ serve well. And I think as you go through this very important text of Scripture, you can come up with a very simple key truth. And these simple verses, and here would be a truth that you would have to embrace as you read and study through this, is this. God's leaders are to equip God's people for God's work. God's leaders. I mean, he's called out by God in this passage. God's leaders are to equip God's people for God's work. Okay, let's just kind of work around that. There's There's a lot to that right there. But here's, I mean, if I could just get to the point of this morning, It's this. The church of the living God, this is not to be run completely on the shoulders of its leadership. Do you understand that, please? The pastors, the leaders in this church are not to take the brunt of the work in the body of Christ. It is the body of Christ that is to function in service. And so what are the pastor teachers to do? We are to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. That is what clearly Paul says here. So what I want us to do is just kind of work through verses 11 and 12 quickly. And by the way, when I say this, please understand, it is through a heart of gratitude for what you already do. I'm telling you, there's a body of believers here that plugs in. There's people here that nonstop serve. There's also those who come on occasion and will participate on occasion who you know who you are that may need a little bit of encouragement to plug in deeper into the body of Christ. And so this morning, please understand that when I share this, it is with a heart of grace, not with a finger pointing down. Let's just look at verse 11 if you would see this with me. Verse 11 says and he gave some and he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds and teachers. To equip the saints for the work of ministry, for the building up of the body of Christ. Okay, so I'm not going to spend a lot of time on verse 11. I will say this, and this is very clear as we walk through the New Testament. You see God's redemptive plan unfold, especially in relationship to the church. Through the formation of the church, and this is very key. Through the formation and maturity of the church and this the development of the Word of God. Okay, please understand this as we see what Paul says to Timothy. What Peter very clearly says is through this time, God's Holy Spirit was moving on God's men to write the Scriptures. And then we come to the end of this time when God's Word was established. And there are certain elements that promoted the church through this time that were not as necessary why because now we have the holy written text of scriptures in our hands to guide us. And so this is a much longer discussion but when we talk about apostles we're talking about those who mentored who were mentored and chosen specifically by Christ himself. Please understand that. In this formal sense it is those who saw Jesus, who ministered with Jesus, who were empowered by Jesus. That is very important in our current theological framework that you understand that you do not have the power, the authority that God gave specifically to the apostles in this New Testament. Sure, we do the ministry of the ones sent out. That God had these men there for a certain reason through this certain time. These are those who walked with Christ, who wrote the scriptures, who are used in a miraculous way to see the church established. And I praise God for these men, as Paul says here. I praise God that we have the completion of the canon of scripture so that this morning we don't have to come and be like, I wonder what the epistle of Josh is saying today or the epistle of Les is saying today or Grant, what epistle do you bring to us today? No, God's word is complete. And so this morning when we come here, what do we do? We run to the Word of God. His finalized words. The apostles and the prophets. The prophets are those who prior to the finality of the written Word of God were used by God's Spirit to help the body to understand God's gracious plan. Well, will send them, what about today? We have a list here. Apostles, prophets, evangelists. We need to focus in on the evangelist shepherd teachers. Evangelists are those who so wonderfully share the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I will tell you, through the commission of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, all of us should be evangelists in a certain sense. Every one of us should share every day the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ. And then we come to this point, though. Pastor, teachers, and the way this is constructed, we won't go into this with the articles there. Most likely, these two words will go together. Pastor, teachers. So, this is defining the function of what pastors are to do. Pastors are to, yes, shepherd, intrinsic in the name pastor, but they are to teach. Pastors are to guide the body. And so, very quickly, though, if we connect what's said here in Ephesians to what Paul says in 1 Timothy, how do pastors teach? What well, we find this example with how Paul exhorts Timothy. He says what in 2 Timothy 4? Timothy, preach the word. Don't preach your preference. Don't preach your ideas of how all this should function. Don't preach your wonderful ideas, P- uh, Timothy. Preach the word of God. And so as pastor teachers, and there's three words synonymous in the New Testament, pastor, shepherd, elder, bishop, uh, bishop meaning overseer, these three things go these three titles go so perfectly together in the in the objectives of pastor elder teachers. We see this come together and what guides all of that it is the Word of God. A lot more could be said about this. I'm going to keep moving or we'll be here till the the funeral next Saturday. <clears throat> What is the responsibility of the pastor teachers? Very clearly, Paul does not hold back. I'm going to tell you, this is something that your pastor elders here at Cross Point Community Church take very, very seriously. Um, <clears throat> the end of last year, beginning of this year actually, we uh, had an elder, a pastor elder retreat. We got away. I'm going to tell you, we dialed in on praying diligently that God would give us grace to obey this passage. Even through the nonsense of what's happening with restrictions and all this stuff, God, give us grace, give us understanding to know how to do this. And to do what? Here it is. To equip the saints for the work of the ministry. For the building up of the body of Christ. When we look at this, this, is, this concept of to equip is a wonderful concept. It means to set right. It is like a bone that has been broken and needs to be set. It means to train. It means to get that trained in the right direction. What is the job of the pastor, elder, teachers in the body of Christ? It is to set right the direction. And what is our only tool here? Honestly, my friends, my brothers and sisters in Christ. Okay, we're going to run to commentaries to study. We're going to, well, not run to them. We'll look at them. We'll look at different ideas of of godly men. God has used... um, but we run to the sufficiency of the Word of God. And I I can't overemphasize that. How does this training happen? It is through the Word of God. It is to equip. It is to set the right direction for the body of Christ. We set the right direction from daily, regularly, nonstop, continually, whatever synonym you want to use there to set the direction with the Word of God. The only authority that the pastor elder teachers will hold is that which relates to the word of god now we find this to equip the saints this is so good these are those who have been redeemed by the blood of the lamb the holy ones god has placed as we've been walking through in romans we see the justification those who have been declared righteous by the blood of jesus christ that is anyone who has come to jesus christ in saving faith And so what is the objective, the pastor, elder, teacher? It is to set right those who have come to Jesus Christ in faith. Okay, so there's this wonderful relationship going on here, though. The saints are listening, and the teachers are teaching. Okay, do you understand that? I mean, it's not too complicated, but God has very clearly ordained that there be ones in the church that teach faithfully the Word of God. There are those that should receive the word of God and be moldable and pliable to live their lives differently because of the teaching and preaching of the word of God. It is to equip the saints for the work of ministry. All right, the way this is constructed is so cool. The work of ministry, in in other words, the labor in serving. I love how those two concepts go together. Okay, so there's this false notion in our mind sometimes that you only plug into the ministry at your church that you really, really like. And it doesn't take much, and you know, you've you exhausted yourself all week, and only plug in that for, the, for the place you really, really enjoy every Sunday. I'm gonna tell you, I don't know about you, man, but there's times around our house when I have to do yard work, I don't enjoy it as much as other days. That labor's not as fun. But that's what I need to do. Obviously, you're going to gravitate more through the affirmation of those in the body towards these areas of ministry that you're passionate about. We need to find that. And that's the job of pastor, teacher, elders is to really find ways and uh, to facilitate people's giftings and people's passions. But brothers and sisters in Christ, we need to see from this text that ministry takes labor. It's hard sometimes. Serving isn't always easy. A lot more could be said about that, but again, I so appreciate those in this body of Christ who labor for their Savior every week, whether it's writing letters or whether it's phone calls or whether it's doing help help around the body uh, the grounds here the buildings are grounds or whether it's helping with bible studies or whether it's surfing in ministry uh, mercy ministry needs in the kitchen or whatever it might be or whether it's changing dirty diapers and wiping dirty noses in the nursery there's people here that labor so well for the work of the ministry and i need to wrap this up we got more to talk about, but for the building up of the body of Christ. This is so good, because what is the purpose of the pastor, teacher, elders, as they present the word, as they equip the saints, set them right? What is it? It is spiritual maturity. It is growing up together. It is seeing the body of Jesus Christ set on the foundation and built up. I mean, Peter, I mean Paul very clearly says this in, in chapter two of Ephesians verse 20 and chapter three verse five. There's a foundation that's been set up, the apostles and prophets. And now what happens from there? The body of Christ builds itself up in love by God's grace. That's what's to happen. Again, I will tell you that this is something that your elders at Cross Point Community Church are taking very seriously. We are not perfect men by any stretch of the imaginations. Some of the ideas we come up with, we pray about over, and they're not good ideas. (laughs) But other ideas that we've prayed about and we've sought God's face over and we really feel strongly that God wants us to pursue this direction based on the Word of God, these are those things that we will bring to the body of Christ and encourage with all we have So what? I'm just going to jump to this. There's a couple so what's here. One's for me, one's for you. (laughs) One's for me as a pastor, teacher, elder here with the other elders here and teachers. One is for you. Okay, the the so what for me is am I training you with the word of God? (laughs) First sermon I preached here in the call, reception of the call was 2nd, Timothy chapter 4 preach the word be instant in season out of season reprove rebuke with all long suffering my prayer is that god would give me the grace and the elders here the grace to do that every time we preach or teach and i'm going to tell you please hold our feet to that fire when I sit down and pr- either on my knees or sit down at my desk and start studying during the week, I take this responsibility very seriously to adequately divide the word of truth every single Sunday, every single Bible study, that you are hearing truly what God says through his scriptures. Not Andrew Scott doctrine, not Chuck Mellon doctrine, or Jim Wesley, or, or any one of the elders, not Mike Woods doctrine, or Matt Silver doctrine, but what does God's word say? And that we present this to you all. And I tell you that is exactly the same thing that our brother Ton Seichau is doing right now in the Mean church. The word of God. So my so what is, am I training you all with the word, equipping the saints, setting the saints right with the word of God, but then what is your so what? <laughs> you knew what was coming to this. What's the so what for the body of Christ? Simply this, am I participating in building up the body of Christ so, are you involved? Are you participating in the body of Christ? Wherever that might be. Praying diligently that God would lay in your heart an area of ministry that you can embrace, that you can pour your life into, that you can pray about. I know some of you in your lives right now is like, nah, I can't add, add anything else to my crazy life. I understand but I will tell you, there ought to be times in your life when you you lay aside these things and serve people. Why? If you run to Philippians chapter 2, you'll find because Jesus served you. Because Jesus served us, we serve each other. And so I would exhort, I would encourage that you pray about how and where and when you can continue or start serving in the body of Christ. And that also you would pray that God would give us the grace as pastor, teacher, elders to guide and train in the service of Jesus Christ. I want to transition though for the next 10 minutes or so before our baptism. Maybe 15 minutes. Maybe we won't put a time on it. I wanna talk about some practical ministry structure. Okay, so you're like, okay, thanks, Pastor Andrew, for all of that, but okay, really, what's going on here? Okay, can I just talk, and I'll talk a couple minutes. So we have, in our elder meetings, we talk about very clearly trying to organize our efforts by God's grace, and as we've been working through this, and this is on your handout there, I would encourage you to follow along through this. We've been praying about how to best live this out We find ourselves regularly going to these five areas of ministry at Crosspoint Community Church. Ones that we will constantly bring updates to you in. The first area of ministry would be corporate worship ministry. This is what's happening here. Corporate just means gathering. Okay, this is when we come together with joy in our hearts and we worship together. A lot of stuff that happens during the week, smaller studies, in-home studies, uh, prayer times, casual gatherings for meals, but brothers and sisters in Christ, we need this. We need this every week, to gather with other brothers and sisters in Christ, to praise Almighty God in the name of His Son, Jesus Christ, to learn from the Word, and I'm already preaching and it's not even, sorry. Sorry. Um, Worship through preaching, praise God. As you look in your handout, praise God for the the fact that we've been going through Romans and would you continue to pray that God would give grace as we walk through Romans. Um, Worship through music is part of this corporate worship ministry. I praise God for those who have plugged in um, and helped. It's tough, and I praise God for those leading this ministry, those who rotate every Sunday and guiding the congregation. We're not a perfect group, but I praise God for the volunteers that every week step up here and guide in singing. We're not a music label, but you know what we're hoping to do? Encourage everyone in the body to sing their heart out to Jesus Christ. On Sunday mornings, you might not know every song we sing, but our prayer is that every Sunday you'll at least be able to identify with two of the songs we sing. And then slowly as we develop a library of songs that you would be able to wholeheartedly embrace every single song that we sing on Sunday mornings. For some of you that are very passionate about, if I could just speak openly here this morning, very passionate about music, but not very gifted at music. We love that passion. Um, but please, please pray because we also do want to present a, a, a song of praise to the Lord that is that is something that is, is skilled. You look at that in the Old Testament and you find this balance of skill and passion and our prayers that we can pr- place that forward. Please give, please give prayers for Hannah, for myself, the others who help guide in the worship through music. Then, and part of this would also be our faithful servants of Jesus Christ who run the audio visual. They're sitting up there behind the scenes right now. These are servants of Christ who make this happen. These are servants of Jesus Christ who make what's happening right now be broadcast on live stream right now. Praise God for the ones that come and spend hundreds of hours—I'm not joking—hundreds of hours to dial this in. Again, we're not perfect, but they're making huge strides to make this um, to make this happen. Like we're in an auditorium that's built in 1968. We'll learn about this this coming Saturday. Actually, this is not an auditorium that's very well. Uh, designed for acoustics. And Seth and the others who lead this ministry are constantly trying to figure out how to make the sound work in here. I praise God for these men and women who serve Jesus so well through corporate worship ministry that when you come on Sunday morning and you spend an hour or two of your life listening and participating in worship, that you leave here loving God more. Resolve more to live for this God, so that 's the corporate worship ministry. you can be in prayer for that again if you feel god 's calling on your life and volunteering in one of these, we would love to hear from you if you we are in need of those who can help in the audio visual live stream ministry as well as some instrumentalists in um, in our music ministry. We go that from there to the second one there i 'll just kind of highlight today teaching ministry um, this would be more in the wheelhouse. This is more of the, uh, the, the gifting and passion of one of our elders, Matt Silva. Matt Silva will be guiding us through these things. I praise God for Matt, and he's coming on this last year. This is practical training in the Word of God, and this would include, as you see on your handout, this would include introduction classes. We're talking about new life in Christ class. We're talking about baptism class. We're talking about new membership class. Pastor Matt will be so uh, is investing his time in that. Beyond that, you'll see another layer of this and. By the way, all of the elders will be participating in this, but Pastor Matt helping to organize this type of thing. Spiritual formation classes. That's where we actually have a flow of about six classes. We want every single person in the body of Christ at some point in your membership at Crosspoint Community Church to participate in these six classes. Talking about hermeneutics and how to interpret the Bible. That's very important. Talking about systematizing your theology, how to be able to defend your faith and apologetics and theology. All these classes leading us actually then to the last one there, counseling ministry training. This is not going to be teaching 50 people at one time. This is going to be Pastor Matt investing his life into two or three or four at a time, teaching them to teach others, teaching them to listen well, teaching them to guide others in the counseling ministry. Faithful men teaching others also. That's what's happening. Again, a lot more could be said about the teaching ministry here, but I want us to move on to the relational side of the ministry. Um, this is our support studies, okay? So um, you can categorize, a lot, categorize this in a lot of different ways. Mike Woods and myself, uh, all of the elders, again, have word in this, but uh, are taking this very seriously. Our relationship-building times. We're talking about age-specific groups, um, we're talking about the Crosspoint kids and the teen ministry and the young adults and the Sunshiners group and the family life group. A lot of these areas have really struggled in the last year and a half for obvious reasons. Our prayer is that they not struggle but they be robust, that they encourage every member of the body of Christ. So we have here a flow of kind of like this this studying diligently the scriptures, working it from your head to your heart, but then what's the glue that holds the body together? friends. It's relationships. If you don't see the body of Christ any other time other than an hour on Sunday morning, there's a problem. We need to connect. And that's our goal is to build these relationship groups. And we have a couple of these already that function. We have a men's study on Tuesday morning. Yes, they study the Word, but this is for praying for each other. Thursdays, we have men's and women's studies, uh, sorry, women's studies, morning and evening. And one of the primary purposes of this is support and prayer and relationship building. Sure, you'll talk about the Word, but it's to support each other in the Word of God and our relationship with Christ. We have this especially on Wednesday nights. I'll go through this in just a minute. Our prayer is that this place on Wednesday night be a place where your families are discipled well. I'll talk more of that in just a minute. Relationship building not only is age-specific groups and gender-specific groups, but it's life groups. There are several life group leaders here. I praise God for their investment into the body of Christ. Um, Again, I'll talk more of that in just a minute, but then we come to the serving ministry. The different giftings of the pastor, shepherd, elders here, uh, overseers, is evident when it comes to talking about serving. All of us are to serve, but there's a guy that can't stop talking about serving, that is Jim Wesley. He is our elder that that runs this side of things, obviously with Chuck and Mike and all of us are participating, but Jim's heart beats serving. We're talking about Sunday child care and education volunteers. We're talking about Sunday ministry teams. The usher team and the security team, the greeters, the coffee team. We're talking about mercy ministry teams. We're talking about deacons and chaplains and hospitality in the kitchen and preparing for the Red Cross to be here. That's in Jim's wheelhouse. He loves serving. This is a guy who spends hundreds of hours here at Cross Point serving Jesus by serving Jesus' people. And then we talk here more of administrative ministry, Obviously, this is our administrative elder, Chuck. Uh, He runs, the details that runs through his brain every week It blows my mind. (laughs) This is why we have a plurality of eldership here, because I could not do what he does. It would be a disaster. Um, Chuck takes care of, obviously, the practical ministry organization of finances and secretarial. Uh, he oversees the facilities and helps guide Jim and the rest of the facilities workers here, RG and James and all those who so faithfully serve here with the facilities. Uh, he is our missions director, our overseer, sorry, for, for um, our missions program that we're praying that God continues to build. There's a team of people here that love missions. And our prayer is that not just a team of people love missions at Cross Point Community Church, the church loves missions. And so we're praying that God helps us as we develop that. And then another very fun aspect of our administrative work would be that of technology. (laughs) And we're praying that God continues to help us to formulate. I mean, even designing new websites and keeping things going with social media and all of that. We have a lot of work to do, but you can pray for us in all of those areas of ministry. Hey, that wasn't too bad, was it? I will tell you this. There's some of you that are are curious about um, where we are as a church financially. God is taking care of our needs and I praise God for your faithfulness. We've met budget this year by his grace and it's not all about the numbers. It's about serving Jesus. He will provide, but he uses you. And you've shared of your resources so well. And I praise God for that. Because as that happens, we can start thinking about, hey, where can we put this this section of money to better promote the gospel of Jesus Christ here in Reading and around the world? That's what we pray. Um, We have right now, uh, the word is out that we are looking to bring on another elder of family ministry, particularly a youth pastor. We need this. We have some very skilled people and passionate people, Ed and Joe and and Jen and others here in this room that are pouring their lives into your teens. We're praying and we have the word out. We're already receiving resumes for those who would help to for an elder that would come on that would help to guide our teen ministry. Please, please be praying about that. Whenever we bring on another staff member, we want to be very discerning about our finances as a church but also to be able to take a step of faith. I will tell you that God has provided but there is an element of a step of faith happening here with this new hire. Please be faithful to share of your resources as we look into this next um, person to bring on our elder team at Crosspoint Community Church. Okay, a couple more minutes. What's happening this fall? What can you do? Okay, I'm just going to run through this list that includes weekly gatherings and monthly events. This will be quick. Thank you for not, most of you are still awake. (laughs) Thank you. But I want you to, as we go through this, I want you to think about this. Two things. One, what two areas of ministry can I plug into that are going to help me grow spiritually? That's one thing to do. You can take your pen on the back of your handout and circle one or two of these as you pray through them. Okay, the first one you're going to circle is Sunday morning, ten fifteen. <laughs> be here to worship with God's people. I know there's different things that happen. We, we live busy lifestyles, and you can't be here every Sunday, but I praise God, those who can't be here on a Sunday morning, you're texting me, and you're like, man, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm going to miss it. Hey, that's the passion of the New Testament. I know that our families are going all different ways, and lots of travel. I understand that. We understand that, but... Brothers and sisters in Christ, we are prayers that we continue to promote what the Scripture says in the book of Hebrews is not to turn your back, not to the, the word in the, in, in the translation we know best, not to forsake the assembling of ourselves together, to continue to hold up the assembling. So circle that one. That's like the first one you need to participate in and then from there, find one or two other areas where you can grow, whether it's a Sunday morning uh, ministry, a Thursday ministry, a Tuesday ministry, a Men's Day ministry. Plug in somewhere this fall that's going to help supplement your growth in Jesus Christ. Then as I go through this list quickly, as I go through this list, please identify, highlight, circle, underline a possible area for you to minister in. Please do that. I'm going to go through this quickly. Weekly gatherings. Um, what happens here on Sunday mornings? This is a fun place on Sunday mornings. This fall, we'll have our worship team rehearsals as they dial in for Sunday morning. That happens from eight to nine fifteen. If God's laid on your heart to participate, please talk to us. Audio visual team ministry is in need of helpers. From there, also on Sunday mornings, we're going to start something here in the month of September. We'll get the word out next week. We're going to start a young adult support group. There are brothers and sisters in Christ in this age group of 18 to 30 that need support in their life. And we're going to gather. It's hard to coordinate when to gather, and it might look differently next spring. But for this fall, we're going to gather at 9.30 on Sunday mornings to 10 o'clock on Sunday mornings to pray for each other. There just might have to be a little bit of coffee and donuts involved, uh, but we'll make that work. We're going to start that here in the next couple of weeks for our young adults. Flowing straight from there, we have our children's ministry that happens from 10 to 1130. Please pray for Danielle Taylor, those who participate in that ministry. And by the way, we have a need for volunteers. We say this all the time, but why don't you just step out and be like, as, as Griff tells us often, man, if you can, you can beat a kid at tic-tac-toe, four square, whatever that thing is, I mean, you might just be called to this ministry. If you're passionate to share the story of Jesus Christ with these young ones who need developed, that would be a great place to start in ministry. Um, for those leading this ministry, we reserve more for those who are official church members here that have gone through our training for church membership. But just because you're not a member here doesn't mean you can't help in these ministries. Please keep that in mind. On, one, on Sunday morning also, we have... Uh, our corporate worship gathering. I've said enough about this already. This is when we gather to study the word of God together. Then on Sunday, we have life groups that happen on Sunday evenings. Um, These are still in formation, but I put there the ones that we anticipate for this fall. The Wesley life group, Jim and Diane Wesley, so uh, wonderfully provide this relationship group. Uh, Grant and Sheila, the Harbridge life group, both of those groups meet on the first and third Sundays. The Deedon life group, Less Converse helps with this and The Converse Deedon group They team up together That's on the second and fourth Sunday Um, The Guido Life group I praise God for Stephen Lalani Who have opened up their house To facilitate relationship building That's happening on the second and fourth Sunday But then this also On the first Sunday of every month Man there's some of us parents That just need some fellowship (laughs) This fall we're going to start getting together It's going to be a very casual date night scenario At this point, you're going to need to find your own childcare. I do know there's some different ones in the high school and college group here that might be interested in making a couple extra bucks on that. Um, But I will tell you, what we're going to do is very casual, meet at the church, split up into a couple random groups, and go have dinner together. Maybe it means doing a little bit of miniature golf or something like that, but we want to get together to build relationships. Uh, We'll give word on when that starts uh, here soon. Also, our Young Adult Fellowship, the same group of, of young adults that meet on Sunday mornings, we also want to facilitate a home once a month where we can get together and we can talk and hang out and play games. The fourth Sunday of every month, uh, we'll give more word on when that will start. Tuesday morning here and Thursday morning and evening, we have studies, support groups, men's and women's, if you're interested. There's usually these groups are anywhere from 10 to 20 people that come together and just pray for each other. Pass around Prayer requests, and we pray. We study the word. The last uh, two and a half years, Lonnie, we've been in First Peter and Second Peter. Wonderful discussion of the word, and it is more of a discussion format. I know for the men's study, women's study, Carol will be running the one in, on on Thursday morning. They'll be st- continuing the study on Job. Then there's a group of men uh, women that meet on Thursday evening to encourage each other in the word. They've been studying different um, different studies, including the Sermon on the Mount. Uh, sorry, the Beatitudes, Sermon on the Mount and others that will be coming up, pray about your participation if God would have you part of one of these groups. When we talk about uh, these relationship groups as well, I will tell you this. Age-specific groups. At no point do I ever want to leave out a wonderful part of our membership here, and that is our sunshiners. (laughs) An elderly group here, not elderly, older Group here. Seasoned uh, disciples of Jesus Christ. Our prayers that you are encouraged. And through the portion of time we've had to step away from some of that ministry, please pray as we, as we diligently seek ways that we can continue to provide fellowship for our more seasoned disciples of Christ. Um, I just want to mention Wednesday nights And pray about your involvement I've already mentioned this But Wednesday night our prayer is that you can come here To the property for an hour and a half or two And enjoy fellowship and discipleship All right. so what happens at 515 um, Aaron, Silva, Jim, others The hospitality team is providing a dinner for us Our goal is that you not have to cook dinner that night Especially parents Come, enjoy just a simple meal And then after that we break out Uh, Our teen group goes and meets with their teen mentors. Uh, Our family life leaders will be leading. So Griff and Jim, potentially some others that will be helping so skillfully guide our family life support group. I love that group. Whether there's two couples that meet or 10 couples that meet on a given Wednesday night, and really it does fluctuate sometimes like that, it's okay. God knows who needs to be there. We come together to pray for each other. In that family life group, our goal is to pray by name for every member of your families and to hold them up in prayer. That's happening Wednesday nights from six to seven. I put there a little later for the teen gathering. Um, But then the children's discipleship hour. Okay, if you would just stop for a minute. It's in the middle there. We have a massive need for some volunteers to spend one hour of your week teaching children the word of God. Um, Danielle can't do it all (laughs) Elders can't do it all We need some volunteers that'll say Hey, I'll take the third through fifth graders (laughs) And every Wednesday night from this fall into next spring I'll just take some time and I'll teach them about Jesus There's a curriculum to follow We need the same for elementary God is bringing different ones to volunteer But that right now is a huge need that we have Um, to the point where we will not be able to do this next month if we do not have volunteers here in place. Danielle is not going to teach all of those classes. Please understand that. So if you have, God has laid that on your heart and in no way do I want to manipulate or twist your arm too much. um, But if you are passionate about that area of ministry, now's the time to step up. Our teen gathering will be happening in the youth center. I love spending time with them. Uh, The teen mentors have poured their lives into this group, and you can continue to pray for them. That's a wonderful group. We got together a week and a half ago, had a great time together, and then I'll close out with this. In the ice cream shop, there's an open adult study happening, and and, uh, Mike Woods and Dave Messier and others guide this so well. All right, sorry we went a little long, but I guarantee it's not as long as some of our other family meetings. So hopefully you can swallow that out. We're going to close this morning with a word of prayer, committing this to the Lord, um, and then a song while we prepare ourselves for baptisms. I'm going to invite Matt. Silva, would you come up this morning, my brother, and maybe we could use this mic here and just... or You got it? Okay. And he's going to lead us in a word of prayer of commitment to God. I also right now would like to... um, invite the music team to come up to close us in a song as well as those being baptized this morning would you go prepare to be dunked is your time to head off to the right or left into the rooms we had talked about and to be baptized this morning matt would you pray god's grace on this
1: hey seventh inning stretch um go ahead and stand up stretch out i was surveying you in the back some of you are nodding off um because i'm going to preach another sermon i'm just kidding you i'm just stay standing. As, as um, Andrew was sharing from Ephesians, I just want to hang our prayer on three, three pegs. Uh, number one, the picture that's presented uh, in verse 8, where it says, When he ascended on high, he led a host of captives, and he gave gifts to men. This is a beautiful picture, because a king, when he would take over a place, would, uh, would take it over, and then he'd give gifts, the spoils, to the army and the people. And how much more important is this with Jesus Christ and what he did on the cross? The second idea has to do with the practice, and that's what um, Pastor Andrew was talking about. We don't get to make up our own philosophy of ministry. This is God's word, and he tells us how to do it. We do get to flesh out what that looks like throughout the week, which you saw him do. And lastly, and I want to I highlight this and then we'll pray, is that every single ministry from the pulpit to life group to counseling to children, it's about the preeminence of the word of God over every ministry. That's what we, we need to be about here at Cross Point Church. So let's pray together as we hang our, our prayer on these three pegs. Father God, we just thank you so much for this picture of Jesus Christ, Lord, the triumphant one, The one who's defeated Satan, the one that's crushed his head, and the one that has ascended on high to heaven and is is showering the church down corporately with gifts. And some of these gifts, Lord, are are ones that we know that the apostles, teachers, preachers, shepherds are all for the purpose of pointing to the head, to the unity of the faith together as believers, Lord, but also the equipping so that we'll be adequately prepared and equipped to be able to do ministry. So, Lord, as, as Andrew has laid out systematically, Lord, just things that are going on in our body, I pray, Lord, for our people. I pray, Lord, that you would help them to see a place where they can serve, Lord, a place where they can be together uh, Sunday morning just to worship you. And, Father, what's, what's at stake? What's at stake here, Lord? It's disciples. There's people in the community that need Jesus Christ. And we're here to bring the message of the gospel to people, everyone in our community. And Lord, that starts with this army here at Cross Point as we scatter this week. So Lord, thank you for the baptisms we're going to see right now. Thank you for the, the step of faith, the first step of obedience for these young ones uh, coming to know you. So Lord, just help us in the rest of this service. And may you be glorified, may you be honored in the name of Jesus, your son.